Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are finally back for episode number 156. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I have two beans on the line with me. Tonight we have Chewy. How's it going, mate? Uh, Stoked to be back, mate. Stoked to be back. How are you? Very good. And uh, we also have Cracker. How's it going, mate? Very well, thank you, buddy. Good to hear. So, it's been quite a while <laughs> since we did a podcast. And I think I've, didn't I miss the last like two podcasts of the year or something like that as well? Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's right. I uh, came down with COVID or something. and New podcast, just- who dis? <laughs> New host, who dis? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's been, uh, the, well, the 15th of December was the last episode we released, so over a month since we've released the podcast, which is the first time we've ever had such a long break. Uh, I think we all probably needed it. It's, it was an extremely busy year last year, and then, uh, yeah, sort of heading into the Christmas period and New Year's and, yeah, people just being on holidays and all that sort of stuff, it was, uh, it was a good time to have a break, but we're back, and uh, that's... Pretty exciting, so I'm hope I hope that our listeners are <laughs> glad that we're back. Hope of they remember they us. They're thrilled. They're going to see a little notification of oh, there's a magic, new Magic Greens podcast and go, oh, that's that stupid podcast that I used to listen to last year. Oh, I'm, I thought I'm I get unsubscribed rid of that already. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're listening yeah. to this, we appreciate it. Uh, hope you uh, hope you had a great holiday period and uh we missed you listening uh so yeah we're uh, we're stoked to be back <laughs> how, how does that work <laughs> we, we miss the, miss them listening we I miss their ears <laughs> <laughs> i i miss the little graph showing how many people in what country downloaded so if you're listening to us outside of australia like i i literally look like at least once a month and and see that you know we're being uh, listened to in like Norway, right? So that one person in Norway, like like you're a legend, right? So yeah. I, I I appreciate it. So uh, stoked that you listen. So yeah, I miss I miss the people that listen. I think that makes cool. perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when we first started, and yeah, you would look on the thing, and it would show you that map, and it was like, oh, there's people from like all these random places around the world watching or listening, and then it was like. They're probably just people using VPNs. And they're, probably, they're yeah, yeah. Local people from Melbourne yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's my neighbour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yes, we are back, and uh, we will be continuing the podcast despite Chewy putting a uh, a little thing on Discord of like, well, may- maybe it might be the end of the podcast, but no, we are. Oh, you got to create drama, yeah, mate. Yeah, create that little yeah. bit of hype and. I watched a YouTube video on how to get big on the internet and they they said, you know, you got to create controversy and yeah, Yeah, it's all about the clickbait. Did it have 11 views or? I didn't check to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) It's had at least one now. Okay. That's good. All right. Got him. (laughs) How to get popular on the internet with 11 views. Yeah. 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 There was something about like burning reserve list cards or something. I don't know, but yeah. Oh Uh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Polly right, so, won't uh, let me in his house anymore. Yeah. Yes, yes. We are we are back and uh yeah, tonight we're gonna we're gonna go through a little bit of what the plan for us is for this year. We did have a beans meeting this week, which did include Stu. Uh he didn't make it for the podcast. Actually I don't think any of us even checked if he was recording tonight. <laughs> no, nah, he's asleep. In the couch, Sorry, mate. Stu. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Stu and Chris were both there as well. So had a had a good beans meeting over at my place and did the uh, tried to break my air conditioner, which I think we probably succeeded in. And outside for a while until it started belting down rain, and then back inside again where it was all yeah. hot and humid again. It was yeah, it was an interesting night, but yeah, it was just good to catch up with everyone. Yes, yes, very, very, very moist. And uh, yeah, we uh, we sort of discussed what we're planning on doing this year and how things are going to look and and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, we're going to get into a little bit of that tonight and then we'll see how we go for time. We may look at some, what's it called? Phyrexia? Not not new Phyrexia. Phyrexia all will be be one. one. Yep, something like that. Preview cards. We'll see how we go. But before we get into that, I guess the first thing that we can talk about for this year is we have a sponsor. We do. 
They're Cracker. back. Who is it? Who is Josh it? And, Josh and Pats, man. Oh, they, goodness they, me. They, they, apparently, they, they, still, they, they still, still like, like us, us. <laughs> somehow. Um, no, we love Pat. Uh, and, you know, he's he's great. And their website, or the Facebook page that they run with nightly auctions and listings to win it now are awesome. That is the place to go, particularly with new sets coming up. Like, EV is bad in buying boxes unless you're buying collector booster boxes. And ain't nobody got the funds for that. So if you want cards that you can see being previewed at the moment, Pat goes ham on new sets and there will be listings all the time. So a really good place to pick up the singles as the set comes out. So go check them out, JPMTG Bazaar. And uh, when you win something, let them know that the bean sent you. Actually, one thing I don't know that we've really spoken about with what Pat does on Facebook is when there is new sets coming out, he does claim lots. So he'll mm. he gets all his product early, I guess, or, you know, within a week or whatever before he's actually allowed to start selling it or, or stores are allowed to sell it or whatever, and cracks all these packs and, and then goes, okay, well, I've got X amount of these rares and X amount of this and, and whatever, and he puts up claim lots. And so yeah. it's it's just a listing of, you know, uh, or he, he had like all the mythics, all the rares, all the like really good uncommons, and then like all the like old printings and that sort of stuff. And he just puts them up with a price and says, there's 20 of this card available or 15 of this card available, whatever. And you just comment under there with how many you want. And you can just keep doing that until he runs out of that stock and you just pick them up at that price. So I, I actually picked up a bunch of stuff off uh, the Dominaria, uh, Dominaria Remastered claim lots that he did recently which is pretty cool but the other good thing that that's fantastic about pat and you're not going to get this from uh from everywhere is if uh, often when he first lists those claim lots the prices are the prices haven't changed you know you're on reprints and things like that and then he'll post it up and say like this card is ten dollars and then within a couple of days before the claim lot ends that price has come right down uh, with you know more supply being in the market and all that sort of thing so pat will actually go through and drop those prices and honor the new price even if you've already said like if that card was ten dollars and you said yep i'll have four and he drops it to eight bucks he'll only charge you the eight bucks per per card for it so very cool like very honest and open of pat to to do that sort of thing and uh, yeah just another way that he's looking after the magic community and awesome to have him back on as our sponsor for 2023 so keep an eye out for the usual logos on all our different things and ad reads at the start of the uh, the episode well, not really ad reads because we've got nothing in our show notes to read from so <laughs> no, we, we just we just wing it every time can exactly. you tell people or do you think <laughs> they can't tell just behind the curtains yeah you know, we're not, not meant to tell people that sort of stuff yeah <laughs> we put a pop copy of the show notes every week on the patreon no, no. <laughs> People would be really disappointed if they that, paid for a Patreon for us and they got our show notes. It's got 17 oh, words. Yeah. Got they, dot points. I think we'd have to pay people to read them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we did have a month off. Uh, most of us sort of got away over Christmas uh, down to like our, our caravan park that we sort of tend to hang out at over Christmas down sort of Torquay Way, which is nice. We didn't actually get to play all that much Magic. I, I played... Some modern against Chris for a little bit, and I, I played, played three like, games of Commander, two of which yeah. uh, were shared with Cracker because we both had to go at various points and we took over each other's decks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think I, I played two or three solo games of Commander as well, but it was a lot of fun. Okay, nice. Uh, will we get up to anything else exciting over Christmas? Nope. <laughs> Take nah. the silences. No one did. No, it. I mean, just you know, it's it's just it's a nice time to spend with your family, right? And that's yeah, kind yeah, of good. what yeah. we we all do. It's just first Christmas in a new house kids. as well. So True. yeah, spend some yeah, time nice. at home, yep. which is good. So yeah. yep, plenty and of time just, in, the, in the new pool. Yeah, yeah, the pool's gotten to work out, which is great. Um, although it's gone from thirty six to sixteen yeah. uh, overnight, basically. But that's how good old Melbourne down here. Yep, um, but. Yeah, it's cold, and uh, Dominaria United drafts are back on Arena, so I've just been jamming a bunch of those. So that format <laughs> is all time. So if uh, yeah, if you missed out on that, I uh, recommend jumping in and converting some of that gold to gems. You get to draft a really good blue-red spell stack. It's great. I basically have not touched Arena for the last month, so probably should get back onto that, seeing as we are now podcasting again. <laughs> Got to get your uh, weekly Maybe streams. a stream next week. So uh, yeah. probably it. should do the last three updates of Arena and get that all sorted before then. I'll tell you what uh, I have been doing, though. 
is yep. I've I've had a, a bit of a Commander Brewing hat on. So mm. I I did I um I posted I saw the the new Elish Norn was previewed. I went, oh, I should build the old Elish Norn for whatever reason. I went, what's something completely different to what I've done before? So I built a mono white tokens deck. And uh it was a lot of fun. I proxied it up and that, that was what I played when we hung out and it did pretty well. Elish Norn is is a the you know, a real card. <laughs> Powerful the original magic. one, very, very powerful. <laughs> uh, so that was a lot of fun. And then I was scrolling through Pat's auctions uh, about a week ago and I saw Sneak Attack and I was like, oh, now that's a fun card. And I always love it in Cube when we when we play Vintage Cube. And I was like, all right, I'm going to start building a deck with that as the starting point rather than like a commander. And just went with like, you know, Sneak Attack and Through the Breach and kind of worked my way through there so i'll probably put a deck list up in the commander channel at some point and get some feedback and stuff but it's like nigh a giant attack creatures so yeah it's been it's been fun it's been really cool to just like brew again it's been a long time since i've done that get, so get that creativity yeah flowing. yeah it's just yeah. exactly and you just like you think of random cards or you go looking for an effect and stuff and you're like oh how can i do this and then like how do i get multiple versions of that effect and stuff it's been really cool a lot of fun it was a fair bit of theory crafting going on on <laughs> there really was Tuesday yeah. night at my place <laughs> yeah <laughs> you guys yeah. are talking about this card and that card and i'm just sitting there with my phone on scryfall just looking up these cards <laughs> like i don't know what any of these cards are to do yeah. that you're talking uh, about I, I tell you what, the creativity that comes out of the magic beans discord is uh is indomitable it's uh <laughs> oh snap <laughs> soundboard we're back, we're yeah. back into it already. <laughs> welcome back thank you Norwegian listener, we appreciate your time. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Pat, I now own four Indomitable Creativities. So oh, nice. There you go. The uh, dusting those off again for the next Pioneer event, I reckon. Yeah, a lot of fun. Maybe even some modern. Play so, some creativity. Yeah. In modern. Very, very strong deck. Very good in modern. Yep. All right. So, yeah, we're going to uh, yeah have a bit of a chat about some of the things we spoke about when we caught up this week and sort of what our plans are and that for the year, you know, we like to, I think we've done the same thing last couple of years. We like to sort of have Mm -hmm. that first podcast be a bit of a, an outline of what you guys and girls and people out there can expect from the beans for for this year. So uh, yeah, we're going to get into a bit of that and see how we go. So Chewy, take it away. Yeah. So we will basically, uh, we're going to change things up a little bit this year. We're still going to do our tournament series. Obviously, obviously, you're listening. We're still going to do podcasts, but we we want to play more paper magic. Like we want to get out to events and and stores and and the big events. And and we've got one coming up in a couple of months. You know, the super series stuff. And you know, we just want to shuffle up and and battle a little more. And uh, we've got finite time, uh, so we're going to rejig things around a little bit so we have the opportunity to to do that so what that means realistically is we're going to go back to our roots and we're going to go back to a fortnightly schedule for our podcasts so uh you know there was often some slow news weeks and and we were kind of doing uh evergreen episodes and and sort of filling some things in but so what we're going to do is you know less less frequency but hopefully you know more pertinent and higher quality uh stuff and getting out to store so we'll be talking about you know what events we've got coming up and what format it is and and the decks we're going to play and then you know we'll go and play that event and then the next podcast we'll come around and report back on on how we go so you know if you're interested in a particular format or, or a particular deck then you know there'll be something there for you which um is yeah, it's gonna be gonna be really, really fun. And that's kind of that that is how we started out like three years ago and and it was fun to do and it was exciting to, you know, have that event to look forward to. And yet last year was just so big that, you know, the the casualty of that was us getting to, you know, even a pre release. You know, we we based, all of our magic time was pretty much spent in content creation and well we love playing magic and we love getting to events and stores so that's what we're going to do so looking forward to that i want to do some more paper streams they were, they were really fun and, and we invested and, and refined somewhat the the setup as well so uh, that that might mean some you know at at the 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 office with the the big fancy camera or 
Uh, and more regularly, what that will mean is just some commander streams via webcam, um, you know, where we'll get some people from the community in and, and things and, and just battle and, you know, spell table it and then stream it out as well and uh, and get uh, get involved uh, that way. So if you're, uh, you want to play some commander with uh, with the beans or against the beans, uh, you want to crush Cracker's Elish Norn deck or, um, you know, make me sad by casting Farewell against my Enchantments deck or playing Massacre Worm after I've played Sylvan Awakening because I needed to turn on my growing white rights of Itlamok because I was mana screwed and then losing all my lands. Thanks, Cracker. Uh, if you want to see those sort of commander shenanigans, uh, then, yeah, it's the opportunity to see that and also be involved as well. Uh, Cracker and I have been talking about some more YouTube stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we've got some got some uh, separate ideas, so our YouTube channel... We'll see some more regular content up there as well for you to enjoy, uh, as well as posting our, you know, our downloads of our Twitch streams on there as we do as well. So, uh, and then, yeah, all of that will be some change, mean some changes to our tournament series as well, which we'll get into. But on any of those points, gentlemen, uh, fortnightly casts, getting to play more uh, in-store magic, paper streams, YouTube, any anything else to add on that from you, Cracker? No, I think that that covers it, right? Like it's, we we started off, like you said, by playing a lot of paper and just talking about it. And then as things shifted and Arena got introduced and the pandemic happened, we kind of just rolled with it and it grew a lot, which was amazing. But yeah, we, we kind of want to get back into playing paper now that that's a thing that is more you know, feasible, but Absolutely. If, we, if we make some adjustments. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, hundred percent kind of on board with everything you said. I, I started a commander video last night, I dusted off the editing tool and had forgotten absolutely everything I did leading up to the invis. <laughs> so I had, to, had to start looking at all that again, but yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to, to doing some more in, in that space. I think that that'll be a lot of fun this year for sure. Awesome. And the the in-store or at, at the event stuff, Shorty. So, like, we, we went to Sydney uh, towards the end of last year and we just smashed out however many games of Magic that we played, but also we got to hang out with people from the Beans community in person, like, uh, actually interact with them and, and spend some time with them as well. So... Uh, I, I get the, I get the feeling you're looking forward to a bit more of that as much as, uh, as much as the rest of us are. Yeah, definitely. It's, as I'm saying the other night when we were all together that Sydney really highlighted for me how much I've missed playing physical magic. Uh, like you, you guys are way more into commander than I am and you, you tend to play that a lot more. Like when we're together at, you know, the caravan park and things like that, you guys tend to play way more commander than I do. I'm, I'm not super into that. Uh, so I've and like we just haven't played tournaments I think we'd played like two events last year before Sydney and that was kind of it and they were sort of small things so hadn't really had that competitive itch scratched and didn't really realize that I was missing that until we went to Sydney and then it was yeah it was the coming up with the deck list and filling out the deck list and then yeah going to the event registering like all of that and then getting your round one opponent that excitement of sitting down and it's like oh okay now I actually get to play and I've got to remember like the board state and triggers and and all those sorts of things and and it just really it it was just really fun and meet, meeting people and having an actual opponent there and talking to them and and yeah talking about the podcast and all that sort of stuff that whole weekend just massively highlighted to me how much I've missed that and yep. I'm not a super social person like Chewie you are way more social than I am you know every magic thing we go to you know everyone's names and and whatever and I'll recognize people that I know that's not like I I enjoy that sort of stuff and it's nice meeting people and whatever but that combination of being able to compete and you know test myself and being able to interact you know in in a in a small way with actual people is just something that I miss massively and yeah we sort of spoke about it uh this week that if uh you know <laughs> we the reason we haven't had the time to go and do more of that is because we've just put so much time and effort into 
what we did for our community and, and the tournament series and all that sort of stuff last year. So if we want to, uh, like you said, time is a is a commodity that we don't have much of. If we want to be able to do that sort of stuff, then we need to yeah find find a balance there and uh, yeah sort of get back to our roots. Because I, I remember when we first started, it, yeah, it was all right. We've got a modern event coming up, so we'd be talking about modern and and we'd we were a modern and, podcast. For probably, a yeah, long we talked about modern there. a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we would go and play a modern event and then talk about the decks and all those sorts of things and we actually like had experience and for the last year it's been yeah we'll talk about the modern format and we're just talking about deck lists that we've never played and never seen played <laughs> and it's uh, a theory yeah, crafting it's- rather than uh practical experience and that's what we want to do like that yeah that, exactly. give, that makes us a better better content for you to consume right because it's 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 a lived experience rather than yeah 100 you know, our thoughts so yeah because we're yeah. we're not we're not pro players, so we can't no. just look at a deck list and go, yep, I know how this deck list plays out. I know how I can look at two different deck lists and go, I, can, I know how this matchup is going to work because I'm a crazy magic genius. That's none of us. <laughs> so we need to actually play the games and then go, ah, oh, right, now I understand how this deck works. And Yeah. yeah. I Mostly I just kid- look at deck lists and go, what is that card doing in here? <laughs> Why I is that just there? don't... What are those idiots doing? And like, yeah, well, they're not the idiots, mate. I got to tell yeah, you. Yeah. But it's the practical experiences are is an important one. I was totally the kid that needed, like, if my mum said, "Don't touch that pot; it's hot," I'd have to touch it. So, like, I have to make the mistake to learn the lesson. So, yeah, 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 yeah definitely, definitely. So uh, that, so that's like a a bit of a change to an approach, and it's actually, yeah, getting back to you know what our original. Uh, goals were and our, our what our original drive was for 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 doing this thing in the first place right so uh you know we wanted to play magic and then we wanted to get together and talk about it the talking about it overtook the the playing of it in uh in 2022 so yeah we want to uh want to tip the scales back in in, in the other direction and uh that that should mean some you know more uh, informative and on-topic content, uh, albeit you know less frequently. So uh, less frequently from a podcast perspective, but yeah, uh, I, if I'm not going to you know a, an event, uh, I'll be you know doing some other things around you know like YouTube and, and things like that throughout the year uh, as well, putting that effort back into you know that t- sorry that time that I'm not doing the podcast into, into some other stuff, which is cool. And that might just be hanging out on a discord channel to see if anybody wants to, you know, have a game of modern against me or something. So yeah, a bit more community engagement as well, obviously through that, through getting out into the, to the stores and, and stuff. So particularly those around Melbourne, you know, will be the ones with the magic beans t-shirts come up and say day. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm still, I will still be streaming, Monday nights. Uh, that's something. It it almost hits that same thing as like playing in in person with people because often my you know my Monday night streams are pretty casual and there's a lot of interaction with the chat and so and I'll I'll often take on challenges from from people in chat and things like that and so you you kind of you don't have the person sitting in front of you but you can talk about your match and you know have a bit of banter in chat and all that sort of thing so that's something that I've really enjoyed and will continue to do so yeah keep an eye out for a, a monday night stream next week and yeah we'll be i'll be continuing to do that throughout the year uh i don't know how much youtube content i'll do that's not really my thing but hopefully yeah you guys can pump out a bit more of that and people will yeah, enjoy it it's not going to be like a youtube video a week uh, it's going to be you know as as they come up and with the the stream as well uh i've invested in my stream here and hopefully sorted out my internet issues. Uh, so uh, I, I haven't blocked in like a particular day or a schedule, but I, I will be jumping on the, on the stream as well. So sure to do the regular Monday night ones and then I'll, I'll do uh, a supplementary stream as the opportunity comes up and it'll probably be, you know, like limited uh, or, you know, particularly when it's cube season and things like that. Uh, so it'll be a bit more sporadic, but it'll be, um, you know, highlighting the, uh, you know, what's kind of happening. So, yeah. So looking forward to that. Yep. Cool. So, yeah, that's, uh, I guess, part of the plan. And, and Chewy, you mentioned that we are continuing the tournament series. That's something that 
when we all got together and spoke uh, this week, it was, you know, we, we knew that something needed to change and something needed to give, but we didn't want to, you know, just can everything. You know, we feel like we've built, we've built an awesome community. We built a bunch of really cool people that really enjoy our tournament series. We really enjoy watching the tournament series play out uh, and then, you know, crowning a winner at the end of the year and that sort of thing. So we are 100% continuing that, but we are changing up the structure, I guess, to sort of <laughs> reduce the amount of work that is required to actually run uh, run such a, a, a big thing. So, Cracker, you're going to yeah. take us through what we're actually going to run this year. I, I will. And maybe just quickly on that, like we, we did the maths and it was basically like 10 weekends or 10 Saturdays in 2022 that were taken up by streaming or the tournament series. So uh, that's that's a lot Especially when you factor in, you know, uh, if for shorty the entire week leading up to it, and for the yeah. rest of us, you know, large portions of that week as well. So that's like we're talking ten weeks a year. Yeah, that's. I wish I had ten weeks holidays a year, right? But yeah, it's, <laughs> that's my daughter's. Awesome. Had, my daughter's had ten weeks holidays just <laughs> yeah. be- between the end of school and start again. Man, so if only we were all school teachers, that would have been right. good. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> what that means is we are going to. We're changing the structure. So we are going to do three leagues, uh, coordinating with the set releases. So the first one will be starting on Monday the 13th of February. uh, And the kickoff will always be a week after the set has released. That that will be the aim. So we don't know exactly when the, the next two will be because... Wizards hasn't given dates for those, but, you know, it'll be a week after they are on Arena. Uh, And then from that, we will have an Envy, which will effectively be sort of coinciding with the fourth set release towards the end of the year. So it will be earlier. That was one of the challenges we ran into this year was just, it was like halfway through December, basically. (laughs) It felt like an... Peak Christmas busy period. It was chaos. So... (laughs) So we, we are trimming the total number of leagues. Uh, we are also going to change up the way that the leagues run. So they will be single groups instead of multiple groups like we've done for the last little while. Uh, and you'll play everyone once. And then from there, we will cut to the top eight. Uh, so there will be a group stage run for five weeks. The top eights will be single elimination. And at this stage, we're not planning on streaming in the finals for the group for the leagues for we will be for the envy we'll, we'll definitely still do the envy stream but um yeah it, it won't be a large event that's run on a single day where we stream it so if there is an opportunity for us to to stream some of it or if people want to put it in discord and, and kind of follow along that would be amazing we'd be happy to kind of do that but we're not going to commit to that happening from us uh, at this stage uh, so the winners of each of the leagues will auto qualify to the Envy, um, as we've done previously. And then there will be points all the way down to 16th for each of the three leagues, uh, and then participation points as well. So there we are also dropping the one-day events as part of the tournament series. Likely will still happen. We're happy to to run up challenge and, and, you know, like get things underway. We're happy to kind of do that, but it won't be something that counts towards the end of year prizes. And, you know, we, we may do some other ad hoc events. Uh, we don't know what all of the formats will be for the leagues this year. The first one will be standard, though. Is that correct, Shorty? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> we, we, may, we may change them as, as we go, depending we, yeah, on we made how the format is or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, this, uh, whew, this set looks like it's changing up standard a lot. So <laughs> yes, um, has look, it though? Are all the cards just worse than Shieldred? So you just play Shieldred <laughs> instead of the new cards. Anyway, um, <sighs> we, we will get into that. Look, we, we have a points breakdown, but basically, um, I, we'll, we'll put up all the, the details on this. But first, we'll get twelve points plus the Envy invite. Uh, second, we'll get ten. Third through fourth, we'll get eight. Fifth through eight, we'll get six. Nine to twelve, we'll get four. 13 to 16 will get two and you'll, the, everyone else will get one. So it, it will be different in terms of how it's being managed. Um, the people who play more matches will end up, you know, assuming they win at the top. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of going to be a shift in terms of 
how the league plays out and who we're going to see in the top tables, but it will kind of reward consistency. And that, that was important to us. We, we looked at a whole bunch of different structures and we, we spent a lot of our time trying to work out <laughs> how we could do this and make it fair. And so that it wasn't just like the same three people that were going to qualify all the time, but you know, there, there also needs to be some rewards for, you know, being consistent and doing really well. But we also like the fact that you can just pull an insanity, roll up, <laughs> spike your first league and, and queue for the envy, right? So we, we want to make sure that that's still there for people to do as well. Yeah, definitely. So uh, like I think a, a couple of things that people might have some questions on that is, so you, you said the, the group stage will run for five weeks. Mm-hmm. Single group, round robin, everyone plays around once. So our, our leagues for most of last year were between 40 and 50 people. Mm-hmm. So effectively, you have five weeks to play, you know, 40 to 50 matches if you're going to play everybody once. And that's unlikely that anyone's going to be able to do that. And we get that. That's that's completely fine. And, and that's sort of what we had to sort of weigh up and, and work out with with our structures. But like Cracker was saying, what, what we want to be doing is rewarding the people who are active and trying to play their matches and getting their matches done. So if if you're, you know, we always get, let's say we get 48 people that sign up for, for a league, there's always a few people that don't show up or they play one match and then they're too hard to get a hold of and whatever. So those people are just, they're not going to play enough matches to be anywhere near the top. Whereas the people who are there all the time and always getting their matches done, whatever, they might only get 15 matches played, maybe 20 or something like that, but they're going to be you know, towards the top of the table and, and making to the top eight and, and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's kind of what we've tried to do with this structure is put the onus back on the players to get their matches done rather than us chasing our groups to, you know, can you play your match? Can, when You know, have you guys been talking? All that sort of stuff. It's on you. You know, if you want to get your matches done so that you end up with more points so you end up in top eight, well, then that's on you to chase down people and, and try and get it done. And and by having everybody in one group, it's just one big open chat, uh, like our tournament series chat, rather than uh, one thing that I found. I didn't actually talk about this with you guys earlier in the week, but when we went to especially eight groups and you've only got like five or six people in, in each group, the chatter is just in that group and it's only with those people. There's mm-hmm. not a wider tournament series chat really going on. So by getting everybody back into one group, it's, it kind of increases the chances that people are going to be talking all the time and getting hyped about it and excited and, you know, talking about their bad beat stories and, and all that sort of thing. And, you know, seeing, oh, oh, these these people just played their match. Oh, I'll jump on and see if one of them wants to play that, play me next and, and so on. So uh, it'll also give more opportunities for like me doing my weekly stream on, on a Monday, there's going to be more opponents that I can play my match against. So yeah, while the, while the league is running, it's, yep, I'm playing Monday night. If any of the 40 people that are in the, the league want to play me, just hit me up and we'll, we'll get our match done. So generate a little bit more, more excitement, that sort of thing. So that should be pretty I, cool. I think another benefit uh, of this structure, is, you mentioned, you know, we had like up to eight groups and that was about having the right number for the finals for, you know, the, the tournament software to work. Uh, but if you had group eight groups and they had five people each in them, if you had two people in that group that, you know, you couldn't get a hold of and didn't play their matches or played a couple of their matches but couldn't play the the last couple, that really impacted the people in that group. And, and it, like, it messed up tiebreakers and, and it meant that we, you know, we had to, like, constantly work things out on how to have a fair and equitable event where now if, if somebody doesn't show up, it affects everybody equally for in the in the whole event, and just means that you know they just don't have matches played. So it's it's because it's a it's a bigger pool. Somebody going missing has less of an impact on on the on the overall group. You know, having two percent of people play uh, drop out, having one person out of fifty drop out versus one person out of five drop out is obviously less of a less of a uh, an impact and it's fairer and more even for for the whole group so as well as just being easier to manage yeah and we also acknowledge that like life comes at you sometimes and so 
you there are people who have had to drop for you know whatever reason i mean it's it's totally fine but felt really bad about doing it and understanding the impact and so it's i think it'll be good for people to not feel that there's pressure that they have to be involved for some sense of obligation towards the other people in the group because you know that's not a consideration that people should ever have to have and that certainly has come up before so you know i think it will be good in that way where you know it'll let people kind of engage more as they want to yeah the other thing that's cool with this sort of structure is when we had groups of you know five or six people as soon as you went like o2 you were basically out and then that meant that those people who went 0-2 were like, oh, well, now I can't be bothered playing my remaining matches. And so then we were stuck in those awkward situations where it's like, well, this person hasn't played you, but we can't get a hold of you and we've got to award wins and, and all that sort of stuff. When when there's 40 people in a round robin, you can go 0-10 and, and then just win 20 matches after that and still end up on the top of the ladder. <laughs> like that's that's something that you could very easily do. So there's there's much more scope for you to, you know, have a bad start or struggle with a deck and and you know, then eventually find a deck that you really like and and get back on top and and all those sorts of things with a a larger group like this. And yeah, we do understand that there's going to be those circumstances where one person plays five matches and then they go, "Oh, no, I can't be bothered and drops out." And that, you know, means that nobody else gets a chance to play that person. But we feel that with a larger pool of people, that will be less impactful than it was with the with the smaller groups. So we'll see how it goes. We're doing it this year, and if it doesn't work, then <laughs> next year we'll, we'll see what we want to do. Yeah, but, I mean, like we, we stated, you know, there was a change that needed to happen, and we feel like this is the, the best way that we can continue what we've built because we really do we all love it and it was really important to all of us that the tournament series didn't go away but you know it something had to had to give there so uh, i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing this and there was always that sense of particularly the smaller groups like a little bit of disappointment because people would be like i finished my matches and it's the first week yeah (laughs) and now they're like oh what do i do like they're, they're really into it and they're like oh, i've got some sick new tech and playing you know league matches always feels different to playing ladder matches like it's just a, it's a different because you, you play of best of three to, instead of best yeah of one. well i mean there's that that <laughs> exactly but you know like it's so i think it'll be good to like you know watch things evolve and and you know you can kind of keep that riding for effectively the whole five weeks because it seems unlikely we'll be able to get through all the matches and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look at you, Royce and Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, well, there's a challenge there, right? Like there's yeah. a, a challenge to yeah, play the most matches. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, and I'll be I'll be actively seeking some community feedback uh, after the uh, after the first league to see how people think it think it ran. So, so we're going to stick with that structure for this year. We're not going to change, you know, not going to break it up into eight groups again. But uh, if there's anything within that, uh, within that structure that, you know, uh, went well or could have gone better you know i'll be actively looking for that feedback via a like a google form thing uh like we do occasionally and um you know seeing what we can apply so yeah i'm looking forward to that when does this one kick off again cracker the first one is going to be the 13th of february it'll be a week after all v1 comes out yeah correct yep and i'll be making the event at some point in the near future so keep an eye out for a post in the discord and then, yeah, go and jump in and, and register for that. Uh, you did mention, Cracker, that we're dropping the one-day events. Yep. That uh, Effectively, that is us getting our, our Saturdays back. Mm-hmm. Not that you ever played in one, Cracker. But nope, because I needed my Saturdays. <laughs> Saturdays back. <laughs> but, yeah, we will we will be looking, like, if, if we go, oh, actually, you know, I've got nothing on, I don't know, family's away next, you know, in two weekends' time and I'm home on my own, so I'm just going to run an event on that day and whoever signs up can just play play an event so we're hoping to do some things like that but that's going to depend on what suits us so uh or we are we are more than happy to if you've got an event that you want to run and you've got a few people that actually want to uh, play in something then hit us up and we can put something in the discord and and set it up for you and then you know you can run it on the on the day or whatever yourself as uh, no issue with that. There will also be prizes for this. As we mentioned, uh, Pat is back sponsoring us, so there will be prizes for the tournament series and, of course, prizes for the Envy. We will announce those 
probably about when the league kicks off once we sort of finalise all those sorts of things. And yeah, it'll be a combination of cash and sealed product. So always free and just really good EV for <laughs> anyone who wants to play in them. So should be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, seeing how this runs and just playing way more matches instead of the uh, the few that we've been playing for the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Mm, so you know how we always talk about the group of death, right? You know, always like, oh, yep. I don't want to be in, don't want to be in the group with you know all these previous MB winners and things like that. It's like I can go, okay, there's all of these people that I reckon I can beat. They're the ones I'm going to see if like they're up for a game. I can, I'm going to game this right, and then go, I'm gonna, um, you know, I'm going to draw a line in the sand and go, I think. I reckon there's two thirds of the players in our team that are in our community. I've got no chance of winning, beating, uh, and then uh, then I've got these few people. I reckon I can. I've got a chance against. So I'm going to battle those guys first and try to try to get up the ladder. So, I yep. am declining your invite. <laughs> You're the first on the list. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I know people already think about that. But yeah, I think it'd be good. Um, yeah, check out the um, the announcements channel. Keep an eye on that. Uh, the uh, the event will be created in the next little while, and uh, sign up for free as always will be available. So, uh, speaking of keeping an eye on the Discord, we do have a little announcement to make uh, regarding the Discord. Uh, we are we're actually going to bring in some mods, so some some moderators to help us with with running events like this uh, to help with, uh, you know, those ad hoc one day events, uh, just generally, you know, replying to things and and keeping on top of things uh, around our tournament series and uh, just, you know, just helping, helping us, uh, you know, keep things running smoothly within our community. So uh, we've put the, uh, put the word out to a couple of pillars if you like, of the uh, of the Magic Beans community. Uh, we've heard back from three of the four, uh, so we won't make an announcement uh, on the full mod crew just yet, but do, do keep... Um, well, I won't make the announcement on the cast, but keep an eye out on the Discord for that because, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have some mods, uh, and those mods will have, you know, the ability to do some, uh, do some extras in the... Uh, in the in the discord including hosting events such as one day events and things as well so uh it won't just be us organizing the events you know if the mods feel like it you know they can host an event and they'll have a uh yeah a chance for you guys to jump in and play some games so anything to add to that one guys no i'm, uh, I'm excited to yeah, have these it's, people it's cool yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like an achievement, you know, when we first started the podcast, it's like, oh, people are actually listening to us. And then we started streaming. It's like, oh, people are watching us stream. And, you know, you do you get all these milestones. And now it's like, hey, we've got mods in our Discord. I know, right? Yeah. It's, we're, it's, we're big it's time now. Awesome. I still remember, <laughs> I still remember getting a notification on my watch, right? And I'm like, oh, it's a Discord message. And I looked and it was like Hemsy and Ty's having a conversation. And I'm like, I'm not part of this conversation cracker's not part shorty's not part of this conversation oh this is happening on its own like people are talking like yeah it's like that i i that was like a bit of a watershed moment for me so it was uh it was pretty cool there was a uh yeah the community sort of was real from that point and and it's grown and evolved and it's my favorite part of what we do um so yeah bringing in a couple of uh couple of people that have been with us from the start and uh just getting a, uh, you know, just helping us grow and help manage our community. So, yeah, pump for that. So keep an eye out for that and there'll be a way in the Discord to, you know, contact a mod, be that, you know, one of us or, or one of the uh, one of the noobs and, uh, yeah, it'll help, help. They will help us help you, which is nice. Sounds good. All right, well, we're going to have a bit of a look at some preview cards so we're not going to get into them too much uh we do we do need to do a mechanics we do discussion at some point but is that going to be a stream cracker maybe i think uh, so yeah yeah i think we can do that we'll see if we can work something out we'll we'll see that can be the monday stream next week or something you can jump in with me or yeah okay uh, you can do something with chewy We'll, we'll work that out but uh with going to the fortnightly episodes we're 
probably won't be sticking to the same structure of how we've gone with uh, with sets and we won't have as much time to be talking about previews and things like that. So, yeah, we're just going to talk about a few previews, a few cards that we've seen that we're interested in. So, Cracker, I think the card that you're the most interested in is, uh, oh. how, how do you say the name of this card? Cliffs. <laughs> Black Cleave Cliffs. <laughs> So, so there's the a allies? running gag with this with this one because <laughs> yes. when I when I was when we started playing modern I built Living End old Jund Living End back when proper it was really Living bad. End yeah yeah uh, and for for whatever reason the weekend we were away in Sydney playing it I could not say Black Cleave Cliffs for the life of me I said it about sixty different ways and it's just <laughs> like hilarious to everybody none of it was right <laughs> none of them were right. But these, I mean, this cycle has been completed now, but I'm completed. So we've got the, these are the allied fast lands and they're awesome. They are just some of the best lands Magic has ever had. And they're really, really good to have in Pioneer too. They promote aggressive decks in a really good way. Yeah, actually, yeah, that is a good point because they weren't previously legal. No, they were not. In Pioneer, yeah. So that's Modern staples. Mo- absolutely. Uh, yeah. And legacy as well. Yeah. Yep. Oh, right. Yep. So, points. so if you think about like Black Cleave Cliffs and mm-hmm. in Pioneer, like the, the Rakdos deck is- Oh, I needed help. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, <laughs> Definitely. Uh, uh, so I think it was it was playing Sulphurous Springs. Yep. Just cause yeah. And like it. Dragon Skull Summit and stuff like that, which yeah, are so these less just than ideal. Just get, strict, get those upgrades. things out of there. Get, get this in. Yeah. And- yeah. I was playing like Gruel Vehicles, like having another untapped early turn dual land for my Lanoir Elves. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's exciting. I, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah so we've Big got- impact on Pioneer, great for standard, affordable yeah. for modern. Yeah, and like some of the costs of these were, were creeping up, particularly like Dark Sexual. Yeah, Black Cliff Cliffs was super expensive for quite a while, like 50 bucks or something like that. It, it was. I mean, that was when it was getting played a lot in modern, like with. Um, Mardu Pyromancer, kind of that era. There was a lot of demand for it then. It's it's sort of dropped off a little bit now. But yeah, so there's Blackleaf Cliffs, Dark Slick Shores, which is the blue-black Copperline Gorge, which is red-green. Razor Verge Thicket, which no one cares about. Azar, green-white. And then Seachrome Coast, which is white-blue. And they all enter the battlefield tapped unless you control two or few other lands. So if this is your third land, it enters untapped. If it's your fourth land, it enters tapped. Yeah, very good. Glad yeah, to have those. So yeah, give us, really, give us really. a real preview card that you're actually interested in. Gregor. A real preview card. There's a couple of cool ones, actually. So there's one called Ovikar Enigma Goliath. It is five blue red for a legendary creature Phyrexian Nightmare. It's a 6-6 six, six with flying ward three, pay three life. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create X or one, one red Phyrexian Goblin creature tokens where X is the mana value of that spell, they gain haste until end of turn. It's it's like super pyromancer. Wow. <laughs> I mean it's seven. It's but the ward cost is huge. Ward three yeah. and pay three life is massive. So I, I don't know that this is like a standard playable card. Mind you, the um ramp deck has been um these colours, isn't it? It's been, is yeah, it, but that's is it an ramp? artifact. It's an artifact ah, based true. one. Like yeah. you, yeah, you want to get to cityscape levels. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I got to tell you, I'm not surprised that the guy with the locust god commander deck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, yeah. Cracker just wants to lift the ward three, pay three life from this and put it on the locust god, and he'll be happy. But uh, I want to open this in sealed. <laughs> I think when I see <laughs> oh, that yeah. card, like yeah. that's. Like I, that's 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 where I I want to play. I think this is it's a rare. Like it's a it's it's expensive, but um yeah, absolute bomb in in the limited formats, particularly sealed, which is traditionally a little slower. So yeah, watch well, out. You for don't that. you don't play that many non-creature spells typically in limited formats, so you may not be triggering it's it all that seven often. Seven minutes, six six. It's still a six six flyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good and, luck killing and, it. But yeah, the yeah. thing is, uh, also though, shorty, it's like the the mana cost of it. So if you play a three mana removal spell, you get three things, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not you know one per spell, which is how this yeah. mechanic's often worded. So yeah, I, it, it still works in limited in that sense. So uh, yeah, I I like it. I like it a lot. Hey. So, 
hypothetical cracker rules interaction mm. on a thing that would never actually occur in any game of magic. But I I tap my seven mana and I go, here's my Enigma Goliath. And you're like, sweet. Uh, swords to plowshares for four, pay three life. And I go force of will, mm-hmm. which a blue card. Do I get five goblets? Yes. Yeah. Because that's the mana value of the spell. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't okay. say how much you paid for it. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Like maybe this is a commander card. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely a commander card. I like it. It's big. It's also animal. legendary too, so you can actually have it as the commander if you wanted to. Yeah. Nice. All right. Speaking of legendary things, Chewy, what do you got oh, for yeah. your card? Yeah. So she's back. Um, the the uh, the wandering emperor is back, but uh, she's uh, she's bigger. She's uh, gone up a few levels, power level, and therefore a bigger mana cost. So the eternal wanderer, four white white legendary planeswalker, five starting loyalty. No more than one creature can attack the eternal wanderer each combat. Is her static ability uh, plus one? Exile up to one target artifact or creature. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of that player's next end step. Zero. Create a 2-2 white samurai creature token with double strike. And neg four. So not really an ultimate, just something you can do straight away. For each player, choose a creature that player controls. Each player sacrifices all other creatures they control chosen this way. Not chosen, sorry. Yeah, so you pick their worst creature and your best creature and everybody sacrifices the rest. So I I think this card's got game and I think it's got a couple of applications. Uh, it, uh, the blink deck that I've been building together, Brago in Commander. Yep, absolutely. The the plus one is, a, is another blink effect and there's some uh, blink type abilities in, in standard, you know, with the... Uh, spirited companion and other, a whole bunch of other comes into play abilities that uh, you know, and this ticks straight up to six loyalty, which is pretty good. Uh, it's got like a pseudo protection thing with you know, if you can bring it down. Well, it protects itself really well because you bring it down and basically wrath for four and still have your planeswalker. That's great. Uh, a two-two double striker protects itself, uh, and the the plus one means you know you get to attack with a creature and then untap it and it's got six loyalty that can only be attacked by uh one creature so you know there's planeswalker removal spells and and an edict and and things like that can that can deal with planeswalkers but i think this has got enough going on to be a uh, a player and if it's like wrath the board on turn four with like depopulate or something and, and this come then play something this comes down on six can take over the game really really quickly like i, I think like a maybe an esper control deck or uh, a blue white control deck or, or something could really see this being a uh, a bit of a powerhouse if i'm honest i think this is, uh got some potential and awesome commander card what do you guys think of the eternal wanderer it's a house. Seems good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it calls back really hard to um, Elspethson's champion to me. Yes, absolutely. That's the that I wasn't sure whether that was just me looking at the mana cost, but No, no, no. Yeah. It's 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 all those things where like she spat out a bunch of tokens and she wraths the board with like, you know, power four or grade or whatever it is. But yeah, this thing is is huge. Um really good control finisher. Yeah. Yeah, and it, like or, or just mid range mirror breaker. Yeah, I think that's that that definitely and control finisher it, like it actually like can like a two two double striker every turn like that's a clock right and then it's like oh they you know getting a bit out of control I'll like blink my thing or whatever like it's there's just like every one of those abilities I can envision multiple situations multiple game states where this is really good so yeah I think it's uh, it's gonna be great. How badly do you want a plus one on a spirited companion? <laughs> so badly. <laughs> so badly. <laughs> it's like the best thing to do, right? No, well, here's... Do you know what the best thing to do is? There are so many prototype creatures. So mm-hmm. you can play your, you know, the 
the the flesh gorger or the white angel one on on um you know early in the game and then this can come down and just all of a sudden it's the big thing again a uh, big thing all of a sudden right so like there's like some really cool synergies where it's just like you know in a in an esper deck with with flesh gorger or, or whatever it might be uh having having the ability to level those things up whilst then having six loyalty on my planeswalker uh yeah that's that's a powerful position so yeah it makes me sad when they just you know invoke to spare me after i do that but uh it's <laughs> uh you know cool little synergies like that and the more i think about each one of these abilities the more excited i am about it so yeah i think it's a, a really good magic card does what not seem like a, a rare this one like no, it's a mythic for it's sure. A lot of no, no, it's only a rare. It's, it's only a, I know. So com- it's only a rare. The completed planeswalkers are all mythic. Yeah. The non-completed ones are all rare. Yeah. 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 yeah interesting. And this should be a mythic, right? Like it's yeah, like yeah, it reads like it should be. Uh, the problem with this being rare is I'm going to lose to it and limit it a lot. I'm yeah. not going to open it ever, yeah, but my that's opponents my th- will. Thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, I get, I get what they've done making the completed ones mythic, but putting these ones at rare, yeah, means you're going to see them more in limited, which could potentially be troublesome, especially when yeah. you're losing against it all the time. Just, yeah. Let me open it, please. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, card that I had, this is this is for Matty P, this card. Uh, you know, huge shout-out to Matty P. You know, obviously, as we said earlier, we put in a lot of effort last year with all the different things we did, but Matty P also helped out a hell of a lot. So, uh, huge shout-out to him as well as... I didn't know, you know Matty P won Worlds and got to design and- a card. it is not far off of that (laughs) so this is a venerated rot priest which is a single green for a one two phyrexian druid and it has toxic one which is a a new ability that we've got in uh, in this phyrexian set which is players dealt combat damage by this creature also get a poison counter so we'll, we'll come back to that uh, and then it's got another ability that is whenever a creature you control becomes the target of a spell, target opponent gets a poison counter. Not so, when this gets targeted, whenever no, a creature. No, whenever a creature you control, so any you target any of, well, not just you targeting any of your creatures with a spell, whenever a creature you control becomes target of a spell, whether it's a removal spell or from your opponent or a pump spell from you or anything like that, an opponent, target opponent, gets a poison counter. So it is target opponent, so it does things like Ley Line of Sanctity shuts that thing off where your opponents get, he- the player gets hexproof, things like that. But still, like for, we'll come back to the Toxic in a second, the Infect deck that Matty P is such a big fan of in, in Modern is all about play a small creature, and, and this is a one-drop creature. It's fantastic. That's exactly what you want. And then pump them a bunch of times. So every time you cast a pump spell on this creature, your opponent's just getting poisoned <laughs> straight up, and you haven't even had to attack them yet. So well, importantly, if you've got this sitting next to your Glistener Elf, you target the Glistener Elf with all of your giant growth effects, mm. and this is just ticking up the... Uh, the poison counters before yeah. well it means you need yeah. less you need less pump spells to get your opponent to 10 so yeah, yeah in, i was going to say that's, that's an important thing maybe just in case people have never come across yes, infect yes. or poison before so poison is uh, a thing that happens to you as a player uh, it usually it previously came on infect creatures there's some really old creatures with poisonous we don't come across that anymore but yeah you you get 10 poison counters and you die Yep, um, you which just is straight up die. You just, just <laughs> lose the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like- also imp- important to note that that's the same rule in Commander. Even though yep. you have forty life in Commander, it's still only ten poison counters. So I did see something from what's his name, Sheldon Mannery. Mannery. The, yep. Yeah, he's the Commander Rules Committee guy. A tweet saying. Uh, at the moment, we're leaving it the same, but we will monitor how Infect goes in Commander, and if we need to, we will look at changing that. So maybe something that comes so who knows but yeah this is like just that rule text even if this thing this creature itself didn't have the toxic ability that like mm-hmm. that is very very good it's it's basically like halving the amount of pumping that you need this to is do a to... furnace of wrath for infect in that sense yeah, Double, yep. doubling damage. so the toxic one ability so players dealt combat damage by this creature also get a poison counter so a couple of things with that one is the creature still deals combat damage to 
players. So if you were to pump this creature and make it a, you know, five, six or something like that, they still actually lose five life uh, and then they get the poison counters. Now, this creature is toxic one and the toxic ability will always have a number associated with it. So this is a, a preview, I guess, of the mechanics discussion. Uh, so there are creatures that have like toxic two and three and four and those sorts of things. So that that is what dictates how many poison counters the No matter the how play, big this gets. creature gets. Yeah, yeah. So infect, yeah, the creatures with infect, like Eclisner Elves and those sorts of things, it's however many, whatever the creature's power is, that's how many poison counters the player gets, but they don't deal combat damage. They're just dealing, the, they're just giving poison counters to the opponent. Whereas this is just a flat, doesn't matter what size this creature is, the opponent only gets one. But that is more than made up for by that second ability of <laughs> when your creatures get targeted, they get poison counters. So yeah, the other thing yeah. is, um, as opposed to infect, which when it was blocked by creatures, put minus one minus one counters on yeah, did. creatures. This is just strict damage to a creature. So power and toughness will you know be the the key thing. Like I figured yep. out. A downside with this card. I've been staring at it going like apart from dice to shock, right? But but they get a poison counter. But you can't target it with Pendlehaven in your modern infect deck because it's already a one two. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's card write it off. No good. Can't yeah, target. Like you it said that you just target your Glistener off and do the same thing. I know, I know. <laughs> or, <laughs> or your Ink Moth Nexus. <laughs> it's like I, I'm I'm trying to look for a downside to this card and I can't. I can't find a downside to it. Yeah. It's it's well, so I can. good. You're playing Infect. Well, that's not the card's <laughs> fault. That's the pilot's fault. Maybe. Oh, okay. But, right. no, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is this is I guess a preview for one of the you know mechanics in the set and yeah, it's a thing yeah. And we'll, there's we'll going to be quite a, a lot more of that. Yeah. So yep. yeah, make sure yep, you use cool. use sanitizer and wear a mask. Mm. What can I say? Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, Cracker, you've got one last card and then do. that'll do us for tonight. Yeah, so this is uh, Mercurial Spell Dancer. So it's one and a blue for a Phyrexian Rogue. Uh, it's a 2 1, and it says Mercurial Spell Dancer can't be blocked. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, put an oil counter on Mercurial Spell Dancer. And why do they? It's, it's so many instances of that name. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you may remove two oil counters from it. If you do, when you cast your next. Instant or sorcery spell this turn. Copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Just seems right. sweet. Uh, like so you is hit, it spell slinger decks, and then yeah. you, you. So you cast two <laughs> two spells, and then you know you get to your third one is just forked. You just get two of them. Yeah, and it can't be blocked. So the yeah. dealing combat you damage to a player is easy. Correct. Mm. Yeah, and and like uh, historically, unblockable creatures tend to be pretty good. And and mono blue has you know all the tools to like this. This can just be you know a delver Seems that actually delver. actually gets in <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and deals damage. And then you just you can play protect the queen with this pretty easily. I think. Well, there's also a uh, a card in this set. It's an instant one and a blue experimental augury. Look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, the rest in the bottom of your library in any order. So a bit of a anticipate, but then it says proliferate. Mm -hmm. So you can mm, okay. increase the number of oil counters on this thing. And uh, yeah, so pro proliferate is a, a, you know, a returning mechanic where you proliferate. If you don't know, you can choose any number of permanents or players. Think in fact, uh, with a, uh, with a counter on them and you, you add an extra counter. So extra loyalty on planeswalkers, extra counters on creatures, extra um, chapters on sagas. So, yeah. All of that stuff. So when you've got, uh, when you've got this creature, you can use the, uh, the proliferate, proliferate <laughs> black cliff cliffs, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> mechanic to, uh, to, yeah, pump up the number of, uh, and like just that on its own, copying that can dig really deep into your deck. But then I mean, also look at six proliferate twice. Yeah. Two meta. <laughs> or okay. yeah, it's good. Just get to, get in. you to a point where you can you know copy your lightning strikes and burn them out. Yeah. Yeah. All sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, this set is actually looking pretty sweet. There's yeah, we're, they've just sort of kicked off official previews this week, and uh, I imagine they're they're basically going to be smashing them out over the next week because the set comes out in 
two weeks' time, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a bunch of accidental spoilers because <laughs> Wizards stuffed up and uh, accidentally put cards in packs that shouldn't have been there and different things like that. So some of the cards have been known for a little while, but we've done our best to avoid those and we haven't had any podcasts to talk about them. So that's been fine. But uh, yeah, the set actually looks really cool. I'm quite interested in it and I'm quite interested to see what it does to standard. And then, yeah, just things like adding those fast lands into Pioneer is, is really cool. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes and we'll probably talk about it a bit more on the next podcast and uh, yeah, hopefully do a mechanics stream the next week yep we'll, we'll do that that's that's the general plan cool all right well uh our usual yep let's do a short podcast has turned into over an hour as <laughs> as the first one back it was never going to be short <laughs> yes it is basically impossible for us to do that so that's it for this week we will uh wrap it up so it's been a while since you've heard it so we will give you the the usual wrap up so yeah, as, as we said, we are going to be kicking off the tournament series. The best place to get involved in all that sort of thing is our Discord. You will need to be in our Discord for uh, organizing your matches and those sorts of things. So come and find us there. Uh, the link for the Discord is always in the show notes. And yeah, come and join us in our leagues. Have a lot of fun. Play a free event and win cash and seal product. Because uh, why not? That's what Magic players love. We have a merch store. So we talk about it every podcast, but... Not many people buy stuff. We would really like to see that improve because not not the money that we get out of it because we get very little out of it, but just the experience of like when we're in Sydney, going to Sydney and walking into a room and going, oh, there's like people who aren't us wearing Magic Beans logo stuff was really cool. So go to Redbubble, check us out there. Again, link is in the show notes. And uh, yeah, grab yourself some Beans merch. Go and check out our sponsors, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. As we said at the start, they have heaps of really good bargains, claim lots, win it, buy it, win it now, lots, and then the usual auctions, all that sort of stuff up on Facebook. Just go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au and that'll take you straight to the group. You can join up and then, yeah, bid on something and tell Pat that the beans sent you when he contacts you for postage details. And go and check out our website. So our website has links for all of our socials and all the different things that we do, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, all those sorts of things, just magicbeanscast.com, and you'll be able to find the links for everything there. If you would like to talk to me at all, you can find me on Twitter at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So that's it. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for coming back, and uh, we hope that... You stick with us for the year because it's going to be a lot of fun. Stay safe out there as always, and uh, we will see you next time.